Welcome to this week's episode of Zentuary. We left off last time in the top of the tower, the penthouse, if you will, of the defeated lord of this realm. Everyone taking the time to bar the doors, have a long rest as they had entered looking for their buddy Sighorn the dragon, but found instead a house of the dead. They fought their way to the top and awaken to a new day, but under the dark ashen skies of wherever it is where are because I can't remember the name right now. Oh yeah, I remember. I came close to death last time. Yes, you were very nearly dead. Very nearly dead. Ah, I'll see what I can do. Anyways, so we're still looking for Sekhorn. We should totally ransack the place, get all the value out of it we can, but as we were going through, I don't think we found much. No, generally everything was old and kind of decayed. Boo. Like, you're in the nicest room by far of the entire place, and all you found was some very old elven brandy and some tomes and, you know, things that you would find in, like, a, a old English sitting room that had been locked up for centuries. At least we killed a bunch of undead fiends. True. But now we must find Sighorn! Yes. Our ally. Or do we, something, whatever. Do, it's we up to must? You. Yes, Alpha. I'm not leaving here without Sighorn. I don't know if he's here. He, he's probably still here. We crashed here. Well, that's what I didn't mean a tower, I meant, like, somewhere on the land. Just imagining Alpha in response to the statement, I'm not leaving here without a Sighorn, is just to, like, write the name Sighorn on a piece of paper and hand it over. Say, mission accomplished. <laughs> this doesn't hold a candle to the true dragon's prowess. Alpha would grab a candle and hold it up to the paper. I still hold candles to it very effectively. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't ar argue with Alpha. <laughs> no, it's logic sound. But, uh, we should probably head back out of the tower because it doesn't seem like Sighorn's here and look elsewhere. So you just kind of like unbar the door and start walking down the stairs? Yeah, I guess. Why okay. Not? Oh, I didn't... One thing I do... I just remembered, I forgot to include in our little summary, is when you defeated the Lord of the Castle, there was nothing left but a pile of ash and a key. Ooh, take key. Yeah, you did. You yoinked it last time. That's right. I'm assuming the key goes to the barred door. Uh, no, you guys barred that yourself. There is no keyhole in that door. Okay, right, well, maybe we should look around this house one more time to see if this key goes anywhere in here. Well, we haven't even tried the basement yet. True, we could try the basement. So I guess we just work our way back down and look for locked doors. Okay. Sure. You start working your way, you clear the door and start working your way down, and you find the place to be eerily quiet. 
almost like a tomb. Makes sense. Well, as you proceed, you don't actually see any doors that are uh, locked or otherwise barred on the next few levels going down. And you make your way all the way back to the first level unopposed. Mm. The stairs from this level, uh, you had gone through to another room, the one where the big like blood bag guy landed on top of Kassaros. You go through, you can go through it and to the spiral stairs that go down downward from the first floor. All right, we shall head on down. Okay. Mm-hmm. As you descend, you come to the bottom of the stairs and you find a short hallway a little longer to the left that goes over to a door and one that wraps around to the right and you see several doors as you kind of peer down that way. Multiple doors. You said that it, it's kind of a T. One hall goes to the left, one goes to the right. Yes. Which way looks more promising, lads? Let's go right. Right, right, I... Right, you go right. There are... As you work your way around, you see three doors that go off to the right, and a hallway that continues down into a dark room in front of you. And at the kind of extreme squint of your vision, you see... Yeah, what well, looks like a big storage shelf and some heavy planks. All right, let's uh, check out the dark room first. All right, you continue past the doors and go to into this dark room. You see a you know, some kind of larger, you know, storage shelves, rather deep, and then a big, heavy planked barrier. Not quite a door, more like a bunch of large timbers that have been you know lashed together and there does appear to be some kind of a box with a hole roughly in the center stick the key in and see if it fits Uh, when you insert the key you find that it kind of pulls itself almost twists as it goes and in doing so, the timbers fall inward open, almost like they were waiting to be released. Hmm, the way the key was pulled, do you think it's a magic lock, or do you think that this key is a skeleton key? Ha ha, get it? A skeleton key? Ha 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 ha. <laughs> I'm ashamed of myself. Let's continue. All right, so what is beyond the timbers? A voice echoes up. I've got a bone to pick with you. (laughs) Oh, it's the pump master. 
No, I'm just messing around. I, I just thought that would be funny right there. You know, it with is. the skeleton key. Uh, so great to see like a little tiny skeleton that just makes puns the entire time and cackles. Oh, the key oh. is actually saying the the things. <laughs> oh, that'd be so good. Dude, a punny oh skeleton. man, yeah, punny yeah, skeleton. You can open key. any lock, but you have you must put up with its antics. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. That, that's a future magical item right there. There you go. We're adding on to the story, and now Ben's like, "Oh, I should have done that." <laughs> I totally should have. That's brilliant. Much like that stupid singing pearl in the Tenth Kingdom. I can't wait to lick on your sweetheart's finger. Awesome. Well, before you lies a stairway that descends into down into the depths. Oh no, not depths. Let's go! Onward! Awesome. You are deposited in a long corridor. There are three heavy oaken doors to your right as you look down the hallway, and one on the far end on the left. Alright, well, I guess let's try the... We'll just kind of go with this methodically and try the first one on the right. Okay. Just walk up and swing it open. And looking inside, you see another long corridor with a bunch of cutouts on either side. There's, say, oh, one every ten feet. And it's body-sized with what looks like the shape of where a body would go vertically inside of it. Yeah. Okay, so do you call those embrasures then? Kind of like where you would see a statue or something? Coat of arms? That kind of a thing? Yeah, or mummified remains that have been propped up, right? Got it. It's his bedchambers. We just fought like a skeleton mummy dude, so maybe this is where he sleeps at night. Uh, doubt it. Alright, are these cutouts, can we see if they're empty or do they contain bodies? Uh, from where you're standing looking down, you can see no bodies in them. Right. There are some ta some tattered piece of pieces of cloth, but you don't see bodies. Got it. Alright, well I guess we will continue down this hallway. Okay, continuing down the hallway. Go to the next door or keep going? Oh, no, 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 I meant, I meant... Oh, you're walking down that hallway. Yes, the door that we just opened. Gotcha, okay, I didn't know if you were continuing past it or going down into that one. I, that's why I wanted, sorry. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> okay, so you go walking down and you see that there are many of these. Like I said, there's about five of them, and then there's another identical door to the one you came into on the end of the hallway... But you get about halfway down-ish, and I need everyone to make a wisdom saving throw. Ray got a 13. Okay. Passers got a 23. 
Holy crap. I think that's actually higher than that, but I'm assuming that saves. Dane got a oh, five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And Alpha gets a nine. Nice. Ah. Wow. All right. Well, Castro's is Modifiers. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else takes. Oh, man. So unprepared. I didn't even have my dice out ready. Jeez. Wow. I'm slacking again. I am. I'm, uh, my routine's all messed up, you know. Yeah, we know. Ours was messed up today, too. That's just how it goes. All right, where are we at? Oh, that one. So that uh, everyone takes 15 psychic damage. Oh, actually, except for Alpha. Alpha, guess what? You're immune. That's so, okay. I, That's good to know. Yeah. So Ray and Dane, you take 15 psychic damage. And you are driven to react, and you suddenly take a swing. And let's see, since you're all together in the hall, there's only two of you. We'll high-low this. Three on Dane, and... Okay, so Dane, you take a swing at Alpha with your axe. And Ray, you... Uh, whip out your bow quickly, and you take a shot at Castros. We actually have to roll. Yep. Why can't I be the one getting shot at? I never get shot at. <laughs> Sorry, that's how the die rolled. I rolled a nine. Oh, and... Well, that's good, because then you don't uh, hit Castros. Seven is 16. Ready on a 17 to hit. <laughs> But yeah, might get shot. Oh wait, uh, that's a random arrow. Is it? Oh, oh yeah. Really yeah. I guess if normally I would use a random arrow. Huh? All the random arrow. Oh boy. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. All right. One second is still loading. You're lucky, uh, Casros. That's only one damage. <laughs> Uh, superior smoke her. arrow creates a fog cloud. <laughs> well, oh, poof. you pull out, shoot, and poof, a big cloud fills the room. And thankfully, I believe Dane missed, right? Yeah. Okay, perfect. He's not only dealt one damage. Yeah. But now nobody can see anything. I'm sorry, it's not my choice. <laughs> Yeah, there's a big. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna. So as you, I, do you guys, what do you do right now? I don't know. We just swung at our companions. I'm not sure. Do they try and restrain us then? Yeah, uh, try to restrain. Okay, make a. So you guys make a make your d20 rolls for a strength contest. Right, right. Roll your so strength do I add on my strength modifiers? Uh, Castro's roll a 15. 
Yeah, you do add on your strength modifiers. So uh, Ray got us. Oh. Ray just well, beat Casper's yeah. with a sixteen. Awesome. Oh, Alpha got fourteen. So Dane, what'd you get? Come on, um, that one. I'm fourteen. Okay, well, Ty goes to the defender. So you guys try to restrain your companions and both fail to do so. Okay. So are they are they still actively aggressive? No. They don't oh, even know I'm... why they did it. Oh. oh. That's okay. So it just looks up like Dan and Alpha are just kind of hugging each other. Okay. <laughs> I'm imagining Cancer is just saying like pounces on Ray and Ray's like, what the heck? Get off me. Yeah, basically. You guys don't you're not even aware really of what just happened. You, you just like did it out as a reaction. Weird. I don't like this place. I think we've been looking for that dragon for too long. No, it's never too long to look for the dragon. Casper, we can't be looking around this plane for this dragon forever. We gotta move on. It's a big dragon. It can take care of itself. Well, dragon helped us. Dragon's probably not in this thing anyway. Therefore, we're even. Transaction is complete. We can move on. Continue our quest. Dragon friend. You fail to acknowledge how important and uh, nice it would be to have a dragon companion with us. Until that dragon companion gets hurt, and then you, you forget. You consider that a failure. <laughs> We're also looking for the Eye of Shargas, and for all we know, it could be in this tower, so... Maybe the dragon it. is the Eye of Shargast, and we need to pluck it from its head. I seriously doubt it. Alpha. Yeah, nice try, Alpha. <laughs> Worth a shot. <laughs> anyway, let's continue on down this hall. Alright, you make it a couple more steps and you reach the door. Okay. What do you do? Um, I'm starting to, you know, I'm getting a little bit wary. Um,. I'm going to check for traps. Okay. Would that be an investigation? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay, good. <laughs> um, Dirty 20. Nice. There are no traps on the door. Nice. All right, then I open the door. As you grab the door and begin to swing it open, from behind you, you hear what could only be described like a howling babble, a bunch of words that make no sense, but almost like they are being screamed in from the howl of a wolf. And everyone, make another wisdom saving throw. Oh, Astro's got a... Well, Alpha's at 17. Ray got a 21. Nice. Dane got a 14. 14. All right. Doesn't matter. I don't think 14 saves anyway. Actually, it does. Oh, thank God. So the only one. Castros so is the only one who fails. And so that is. So Casperos takes 
nine psychic damage. Everyone else takes four, except for Alpha, who is immune. Gosh darn it. And, and, Kaskos, you find yourself stunned and unable to move. I'm not attacking you guys this time. Yeah, that's better. Alright, so Does I anyone can't... else... Yeah, she... You... Or he is just standing there, unable to move. Anyone else want to do anything or do anything? Um, well, uh, check out the room. Okay, you guys walk into the room and you leave Casaros behind. I mean, how big is the room? It is huge when you go inside. This uh, opens up to a large cavernous space that has three doors in parallel up the side you're entering. There are three big caskets vertically on the wall opposite of you in a like sunken kind of a pit area with a full length staircase that goes down to it. Alright, when I see the size of the room uh, Dane's going to kind of just hoist Castros over his shoulder and, and carry him into the room. <laughs> okay. So undignified. I'm humiliated. <laughs> well, psychic damage. <laughs> okay, so we got the caskets on the opposite side. What else did we have? The There are three doors just like the one you came out of. You're in kind of the... Let's say if you turned and you look back at that wall, you came out of the one on the left, there's one in the middle, and one on the far right. Okay. Mm. I get it. And then there's, uh, you know, opposite of those doors... There's the three vertical caskets down in that sunken area. Okay. Um. Okay. Um. I mean, you guys got this. It's fine if I'm paralyzed. No, not really. We're just going to kind of wait and wait for Castros's paralysis to wear off. It takes just a few, uh, just like a minute, and then Castro's kind of comes to like, oh, that sucked. Perfect. All right. I tell Castro's, Castro's, you might want to ready your moonstone. We're going to go check out those caskets. Okie dokie. And I do so. All right. Moonstone's out. All right. So there are three caskets that are vertical as you you know descend down you see that there are some markings on the cover uh, the, of each and they are are all different okay um does any of the markings look familiar hmm you could do a history check all right I or maybe something I else too. if you have an idea <laughs> i too shall do a history check <laughs> uh, seven. <laughs> you don't particularly recognize any of them from anywhere you've been. Just like, yep, those are some weird looking markings. Uh, Dane rolled a 15. 
you, on the other hand, you look and you're like, well, that one, it's old, but it, so the one on the left kind of almost looks like a depiction of a tree being swept by the wind. There's like a root, there's a, a trunk with, it looks like about nine branches that swoop to the side. And you, you think, well, that kind of looks like something from, you know, that the, the nature people would leave marks of when you were out with your sheep or whatever, your woolly pigs you used to herd. And then you look at the middle one, which has a, oh, what is it? That fun looking S, almost like a Stussy looking mark, you know. The S made of lines all put together, but like it's been almost three-dimensionally carved in relief in the surface. Okay. And then and then the last one, you look over and... Oh, and then that middle one you don't recognize at all from any of your history stuff. And the one on the far right, as you're looking at it, you see a, a mark that looks like it's something from what you would recognize off of the temples you've seen you know like uh, the ones where like a priestess chamber would be marked okay um but we don't recognize what particular god that priestess might have been might have worshipped by the hold mountain. on I'm gonna do a religion check Oh, perfect. Oh. Because Alpha never actually uses his religious knowledge. 24. Nice. Well, Alpha, you recognize it immediately. And as Dane is kind of going through and recognizing, you know, this and that, you mumble out Loviatar as he says it's the mark of some kind of a priest. Oof. Okay. So the far right one is a priestess of Loviatar. Yes. Yeah. Don't want to mess. Should we, with should that we one. pray to the god of Google to verify what this exactly means? <laughs> she's a Finnish. Well, I don't know. She's a goddess of uh, pain and uh, I think death. Sounds like a fun friend. Mistress of pain, goddess of death, or something like that. Someone you generally don't want to mess with. You know, you really should take... That would be cool if you took a level or two in Paladin and be like, my, you know, divine divinity, whatever, is like the Googleist god or Googleism or something like that. Just so you have, like, infinite knowledge coming from you. <laughs> But you have to like sit and meditate as a divine <laughs> check. Yeah. yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't uh on you well, yeah, you can have it limited all. to different you can have it limited to different CR things, so in order to actually like invoke the ultimate uh like cheats of, you know, finding specific details on creatures, you have to like pray to your god and hope for divine intervention. <laughs> Well, being a paladin, you know, at least that's fairly... Like clerics, clerics do divine intervention. Eh, the paladin is kind of like a cleric. 
Limited yeah. cleric, Basically. Battle clerics, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um... So, let's... I don't know, I'm not real big on wanting to mess with a dead priestess of Loviatar. Uh... But we could try maybe the casket in the center that has the S on it. See if we can't open that one up. What do you guys think? It sounds like a safe bet. S is for safe. <laughs> Alright, you heard the man. Let's open it up. Alright. Uh, you guys push it open and there is just a like yawning pulling air coming through it it's kind of like the air outside but cold like colder and the, the air around you is being sucked in just ever so slowly you feel the breeze going that way does it like does this thing like hide a passage or is this just like a a void that's sucking the air in it's from your eye it's it kind of like a dark passage but you can't see more than a couple of feet in it's like a event horizon of blackness okay um i'm gonna pick up a rock and toss it in and See if I can listen, see if it kind of clatters and how far it goes, or if it's just like soundless. Sure. You find a pebble and toss it, and it is soundless. Hmm. Intriguing. All right. Um, Alpha. Yes. Can you tie a rope around my waist? Um, I will try stepping into the um, into this casket just to see kind of where it goes and say the count of 12 pull me back okay it's like a dumb idea but okay I'm all for dumb it's ideas it's the only ideas we have <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll make you a nice funeral Dane Thanks, Ray. All right. Um, so, Dane, after he gets the rope tied around his waist, he steps into the casket. All right. We, you, you don't die instantly, so we'll leave it at that, and then we'll let the count go through, and then yank, Alpha pulls you back, and Dane comes through in one piece. Oh, surprise, surprise. Okay. <laughs> um, what? did I notice anything while I was in there? You saw beans, lots of beans, lots of beans, lots of beans. Yeah, beans. That's that. Um, <laughs> suddenly had an attack of magical Trevor. <laughs> okay. It's a song. It's a kid's song from, I don't know, many years ago. Got it. Anyway, yes, you did. You... When you stepped through, you realized you were in a large open field. 
though there was no wind, no source of light or heat, and no natural sounds whatsoever. Just kind of a pervasive smell of brimstone, but otherwise it was a big open area. With beans, lots of beans. Ah, uh, okay. Well, this might be the next lower plane down. Possibly. I don't know where we're supposed to be going. Well, the eye of Chargas. Um, we don't know where we are after the crash. Isn't the eye on the next plane? Like, I'm trying to remember where the eye was. Yeah. Mm. Crangath. We are looking for Crangath. Hmm. Which plane are we on right now? We don't, we don't know. We don't know. We crashed up the See, if we would have actually had a useful dragon, then maybe it would have been fine. My but again, God. I rest my case. I believe that the dragon told you a while back that you're in Mungoth. Mungoth. I don't know the plane hierarchy, so I still have no clue where we are. <laughs> he called it the Plane of Falling Ash. I still have no relation to other planes, so it still does not help me. <laughs> Yeah. But, alright, we've at least got somewhere to go off of. But. I don't want to leave without Sigorn. Let these hurt somewhere. Alright, so Dane comes out. He's like, well, guys, I'm not certain, but that seems like it was a portal to another plane. Possibly, possibly Krangath. Um, so, tell you what, let's close this casket and then we will um, kind of leave the leave the tower for a second and see if we can't go find Sighorn and then we will come back and try uh, try going through this casket again since Castros is very concerned about Sighorn's health I have a question about the natural wor world when it comes to animals Animals are okay. infinitely better than humans. Okay, so assuming this is a correct statement, which I will grant you the benefit of that, when an animal is seen as a liability to the pack, does the pack aim to support it, or is it normally culled from the herd in order for the betterness of all the pack members? Depends on the species. So, in this case, we have a creature that you're enamored with for some reason, but is perpetually getting captured or failing in basic survival instincts, yet we wish to perpetuate this creature's existence because somehow it will be a benefit to our pack? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it aided us. It flew it us... It, it flew us out of um, the fire giant's abode and um, you know it actually helped quite a bit in the fight when we were escaping so 
Yeah, Are well, you saying that we too do not make mistakes that normally we would be shunned from this pack, in quotations, as you say? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> it was a general curiosity question from Alpha. He was genuinely curious because he doesn't fully understand the animal world. And I respect his question. It's very nice that he is, you know, what's the word? Curious enough and, like, interested enough to ask. Oh, doesn't I mean he agrees with you. <laughs> All right. Anyway, good question, Alpha. Let's uh, let's see if we can go find Sighorn. It'll put Kastros' mind at ease. Okay, so you guys are going to go back... Like, work your way back upstairs? Yes. Okay. Are you using the same door you went back through, or are you going to use one of the others? Uh, probably the same door we went back through. Okay. Sounds good to me. That way we don't get turned around and lost. All right. Cool. Well, you start going back through that away and where's my page here it is so everyone but alpha wisdom saving throw yeah, I figured huh. Ray got a four <laughs> let's see 26 alright well Castro saves <laughs> Dane got a 16. Alright, well, Ray's the only one that fails on that one. But we're going to do... Ooh, ouch. So, well, I mean, you guys, even on a save, do take half damage. But Ray, you take 17 psychic damage. And the other two, so that's half, so that'd be eight to Dane and Kasros and Ray you lick a shot at Alpha alright that's 18 to hit <laughs> so why does she keep rolling well against the teammates oh no I don't wanna it's okay you're, you're not gonna hit me regardless but I want to try actually doing something I'm never going to use my, one of my skills. Uh, I'm trying to remember how it actually uses. Well, while you're doing that, Ray, we want to tell us what arrow you shot? Oh, yeah. That is one. Number uno. Number one? <laughs> Number one. That is an ice arrow, a shard of razor-sharp, ever-frozen ice that is fastened to the end of the arrow. A hit from an ice arrow causes the area surrounding the wound to freeze for 1d4 hours. Well, if well, I didn't hit anything, I don't think so. Nope, but yeah, if well, Alpha's... Honestly, uh, Alpha just as a child says, it shoots at him, he just grabs it with a hat in midair. And this looks at it curiously as it like has this ice shard start blowing around it. it says, hmm. And then just tosses it aside. 
Wait, 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 wait. Do something for me. Give me a quick 1d20. Just a 1d20? Yeah. 10. 10. Okay. So, Alpha, you, using your monk ability to catch a missile, you grab it out of the air, and it's like that scene with Balfmora in Willow where she catches the acorns that would normally turn someone to stone, and the, like, it kind of goes out like it's going to freeze your hand and then just fizzles. Hmm. Curious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. unfortunately, Alpha never gets to use his deflect missiles. No, he never gets shot at. Yeah. There aren't many bad guys with, uh, like, bows and arrows. Like the very, very beginning is when we we had some that shot at us, but I didn't have the ability back then. <laughs> I'll put some in. <laughs> well, because I have the ability, if I like, if I want, you can either deflect or just catch them out of the air, and then I can spend a key and throw them back. True. All right. Well, I'll include one at some later point. Starts complaining to the DM, like, I think we should have this more often. I never get to use this ability. <laughs> Why won't you shoot me? <laughs> Why can't you let me do something cool for once? Well, basically, he's, he's essentially immune to ranged weapons. If they normally do, like, 1d6 or something, the deflection reduces damage by 1d10 plus 5... Uh, plus 18. I had to do plus the math. 18? No, plus 17. 17. So the, the minimum damage it would have to do to uh, not be deflected is 19 damage. That's basically small, a ballista. But see, he can deflect a ballista bolt, but he can't catch it. It has to be small yeah. enough to be caught. Ay, 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 ay. Well, it's, it's like dex plus monk level plus 1d10. That's the deflection mechanics please all right wow okay so you oh would have been bad make if it through the cannonball arrow i just thought about that <laughs> yeah that would have been bad that might have ripped your arm right off well, i mean he wouldn't have been able to try catching it but he would have tried deflecting it and then just bonk <laughs> It might have brought down the whole uh, hallway on top of you. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys make it back to the first level. Go run up the stairs. And where do you go from here? Um. Well, we head out towards the exit. But there's no green glowing sign. You're gonna go in like out the entrance there where you came in. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so you head out. You're in the snowy, ashy wastes, and you can't actually see very far. Okay. I mean, it's like you know, always kind of stormy here with snow and ash, and it's just very difficult to see. 
Yep. I imagine. Um. Castros, can you use your moonstone to see if we can't illuminate things? Whilst I illuminate the possibilities, yes. Hold it out in front of me. Okay, so you just, you'd like make a really bright light source in front of you? Yes. Nice. Okay. So, you hold it out and you make this really bright light source and it takes, um, Oh, about mm, like nine or ten minutes and all of a sudden you hear kind of an echo you know coming in cheerio and then all of a sudden all of a sudden there's a kind of a chunk as you see sighorn land down next to you sighorn Hi, Sighorn, I've missed you! Oh, greetings, old chap. Yes, this place is rather unpleasant. Uh, apologies for the bit of a tumble we had there. It's okay, Sighorn, I'm just glad you're okay. Yes, uh, what did you find here? Oh, oh my. Uh, that old chap there does, uh, well, he looks quite worse for the wear. There is a the body of the first creature that you killed still laying next to the door. Okay. Ah, uh, yeah. He was a zombie. Yes, I do imagine so. This is the castle of a uh, lich lord, it appears. Yeah, we had a run-in with him. Oh. Oh, my. Yes, well, they can be rather unpleasant. Yes, yes, they were. So are you using access through his place to get down to your goal? Yes, we think we found it, but we're not sure. Oh, excellent. Well, I definitely would be happy to wait here if you guys wish to run down and achieve what you're looking for. And well, I can take we you back up afterward. We we thought maybe you would kind of come with us. I don't believe I would fit. You can turn the human. Oh. Well, I don't like to. I have reasons. Okay. I mean, I will, but what you must understand is that well, I, I guess we're not really sure if we, what we found is an actual portal to the next uh, plane down. Ah, I see. Well, I'm, I'm more concerned about the shock to your, you know, feminine companions. You see, my people, whilst we are, have been called beautiful, it is never physically. Okay. What do you mean physically? I mean, uh, many of your kind uh, find us rather unattractive. As humans or as dragons? Uh, in my human form. I mean, we've seen you in your human form. 
We? You did? No. No, we didn't? Oh, okay. It was the other guy oh, we saw in the uniform. Yes. No, you were gonna have him change and he couldn't because he had the the manacles on or whatever it was that prevented him from being able to use magic and change. Did he ah. ever get them off? Hmm. Good question. I suppose yeah, oh yeah, I guess I'm trying to remember, did Dane ever break him off? I don't think he did. No. We just flew, ah. basically. That's right, you did. Okay, we so there the you chains. go. He broke the chains, but he still has his manacles on. All right, well, there we go. Let's rewind a moment. He's like, you see, I, I, I still have these on, and I'm not able to really do magic. I can fly you guys between realms, but I, I can't do really polymorph. Ah. Break it apart. <laughs> Dissolve it. Do anything. I mean, you're able to break the chain, just breaking the manacle would be a bit more tedious. Do I know the melting point of this metal? And Alpha it's... tell the melting point of this metal. Of course I could. Alpha, what's the melting point of this metal? Hot. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, actually, this could be a good solution. If Alpha were just to say uh, too high of a temperature, he could melt the dragon in the process. No. Hmm. <laughs> you sure you want to ask for Alpha's advice? Because the metal will melt. You know what? I'm just gonna take my chances. Do you think that a flame blade would be able, if I were just using a flame blade to like try and like break through the man, the the shackle? Do you think that would be sufficient? Well, I believe that if you were to cut simply right behind the shackles, then you should be able to slip them off the body very easily. Not listening to anything you say, Alpha. Sighorn, what do you think about that, using essentially a, a magic flaming sword? Well, that's the problem. The shackles get- maybe. shackles defend the magic, so maybe it won't work since Maybe we can try and use the skeleton key on the manacles. Is there, a, like, a keyhole on this- on the shackle? There does not appear to be a keyhole, no. Uh, what is holding the manacles closed? Well, there's uh, they, they appear to be solid. I mean, they are magical. There doesn't appear to be a, a seam obvious. Okay. Mm. All right. All right. So we know Sig. Okay, fine. Fine. We're just going to have to give up on the idea of taking Sighorn with us for right now. No! <laughs> He's fine. He's willing I to wait for us. No. I want my companion. Alright, um... I give up Sighorn and I said no, no, no. <laughs> Castros is being obstinate. Um... What if we disassemble Sighorn into smaller pieces and carry him through the doorway? 
No. <laughs> I'll fit then. But then he wouldn't be put back together. <laughs> At least not alive. Details. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, Casseros. Start using my scimitar to like what would be the word? File yeah, file through the shackle. My normal scimitar, not the flame sword. Okay, so you're using your fire scimitar and you're gonna use no, it to attack fire. Oh no. The fire is a spell, I'm just using my normal scimitar. Okay, normal scimitar, and you're going to attack a magical shackle with it. Gotcha. That's how we the chain off. They just use his axe on it. My magical axe. He used a magical axe to hit a chain, and he nat 20 to break its, like, mouthpiece free. Alright. Okay, try out the scimitar first, because that's, uh, you know, no loss. So, try Scimitar. If that doesn't work, then I guess I'll try Flame Blade. Okay. Gotta roll for a Scimitar. Please, roll the hit. <laughs> uh, seven. Uh, yeah, it, you come down on... You, you go to hit it, and it just kind of like, dink! It's like a, you know, a, a butter knife hitting a, oh, how about a steel rim on a car? Just like, think doesn't really do anything. Okay. Question. What if I were to become a gelatinous cube and you just stick the edge of the shackle, keeping the, like, hand of Sighorn out, but just, like, the edge of the shackle, and the shackle dissolves in the gelatinous cube. But wouldn't it be easier to stick the whole dragon in the cube? Then you can remove oh, the shackles from no, the cube easily. No, the cube is not that big. The dragon is way bigger. Come on, think of your sizes, Alpha. Huh, but if you do it piece by piece, it could be effective. No. Anyways. Would that work if I were to wild chip into a gelatinous cube and just have the shackle stuck in the cube and then it would dissolve? I don't know uh, who you're asking, the dragon? Sure, I'll ask the dragon. If, I'll ask Sighorn if he thinks that's a good idea. He grimaces for a minute and... Well, I don't... I don't suppose there are many other options. I was going to fly all the way to the Divine Forges of Valhalla and request assistance from the dwarves, but I suppose we're here and, well, what the hell? And he kind of hunkers down and gets his two shackles relatively near each other and says, All right, go ahead and cube yourself and I will... Hold my shackles here as best I can, and we'll see what happens. Sighorn, you're the Sighorn, you're the man. All right, uh, just to make sure the wild shape doesn't completely fail um, on me. That is a sixteen. He looks around. He says, "I, I believe I'm still a dragon." Hmm. You said you're the man. He so he said he I, he oh. believes he's still a dragon. 
Alright, 16 to Wild Shape. Alright, you become a gelatinous cube, and <laughs> there is a, and a sizzling begins. Alright, I'll just sit here. <laughs> One sec, so... Creature takes 3d6 acid damage. Uh... Oh wait, no. Sorry, 66 acid damage at the start of each turn. So, a lot of acids damage. Do you want me to roll for it, or just assume that we sit there long enough that... No, it's, it's fine, because it's just sitting there. I'm just kind of trying to see if anyone has ruled on the effects of a gelatinous cube on a dragon. <laughs> it's on the dragon, it's on the shackles. It, but still, I mean, he's gonna... He's gonna get a little sizzled. No matter what. Well, I just uh, said... Uh, you're hurting a dragon. <laughs> oh my god. So that he may be free. You know, he could have just flown, flown to Valhalla and done taking care of that way. We Shut didn't do this. All of you. I hate you all. Thanks for saying Let's say, um, how about, hmm, roll a 1d20 and tell me what you get. Three. Oh. Eight. Um, yeah, it, it, well, it, it doesn't go well. It's, you know, he... He definitely is wincing in pain, and but he's still trying to like hold out if it helps, and it just does not appear to be working. Dang. So it's not melting the shackles at all? They might have some rust. Alright. Wild shape out of it and apologize to Sigorn. Treat his wounds. He doesn't appear to be too worried. He's like, oh, no worries, mate. It's all good. Man, it's a good thing we don't need any other forms to be wild-shaped into for any life-and-death situations. Anyways, I guess it is best <laughs> you go to Valhalla. Well, no, he, we probably need him to get us out of this plane when we actually come back. He said he'd wait for us. But he needs to go get his shackles on. It would probably be best that he has full power in case something were to happen to him. <laughs> My travel to Valhalla and back will take quite some time. I, If I understand your tale you told me correctly, this will not take you very long. Yes, Sigorn, why don't you just kind of hang out here We'll go down and do this, what we need to do, and we'll come back. Gladly, righto. All right. Sorry about that failed attempt, Sigborn. Well, no worries, old chum. I love you, Sigborn. All right. Back soon. 
ish. Okay. All right. So, anyway, so we leave him kind of standing there, and then we'll turn around, file back, work our way back down to that middle casket. Well, all right. You're working your way down, and let's see. We will do this one this time. On your way, gotta have everyone again make a wisdom saving throw, except for Alpha, of course, because he's a construct. Ray can't take much more of these. Uh, oh, you guys keep walking back and forth. Sorry, oh, what? No. 25 for Casseros. 11 for oh. Ray. And Dane? Um, 17. 17. All right. Well, this one is, as I find it, there it is. So, <laughs> wow, again, Ray, you, well, you take 12 psychic damage. Dane and Castros take six. And Ray is frozen. Uh, I'm Done. down worse than we did before we took a long rest. <laughs> because I was tanking all of the damage. All 200 <laughs> of it. <laughs> I'm at 42 hit points. I have taken 51 damage because of this psychological nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dane picks up uh, Ray and <laughs> carries her into the room. Like we could have gone and not got the damage without searching for a dragon. Yeah, I'm going to be at this for a while. The dragon was fine, and now we're all, I'm almost dead. You might. Everyone hates me. Nobody understands me. I hate this party. I hate everyone. I hate all of you. Oh, stop it. You all suck. <laughs> Dane is not said boo to you. I don't know why you're... Okay. I hate Alpha and Ray. Actually, that's not true. I don't hate Alpha. I hate Ray. How <laughs> dare you, Casserole? I hate you, too. You think I like anyone in this party? I'm here. All I do is fight for you guys and be a literal tank. And you just are mean to me and refuse to see my point of view. I would have loved to go back to my house in the woods. You know what I was doing there? Taking care of myself and waiting for my mentor to come back. Well, guess what? She never came back and now she's dead. How do you think that makes me I, feel, huh? I don't think you know that she died. Yeah. And we know that Braun died, but we don't know about the others. We know that the others were with Braun. Yes, but maybe they survived. That is true. There. <laughs> All right. Anyway, maybe maybe we need to take another long rest in this room. So everyone's acting yes. kind of everyone's acting kind of tired and cranky. Everyone's dissing me for trying to 
you know, check on our dragon friend who has done nothing but try and help us. You just, you just gotta consider the source, you know. Alpha is an anti-dragon, so, you know, it's just, it's kind of who he is. If, if there was, if there was a KKK for dragon kind, he would probably belong to it. <laughs> Whoa. DDD, Destruction of Dragon Dominion. <laughs> Possibly. Anyways, y'all suck. I hate. Let's let's just take a rest there, Casseros. You'll feel better. Just imagining Alpha finds this whole thing justification for his uh, distrust of dragons. See, like if you did, if we didn't have a focus on dragons, everyone would have been happier and healthier, and we could like do everything done much faster. Oh, no, everyone has to be dragon crazy. Um, Alpha, in this particular instance, you're just wrong. So, it, it's all right. Oh, so you're saying the hunt for the dragon didn't nearly kill some of our party members? Uh, no, no, that's that's um, not what I'm saying. I'm saying oh. your your anti your anti dragon uh, attitude is kind of uh, causing a rift in the party. Fine. I will see the light eventually. <laughs> All right. We take a long rest. Okay. Who is up first? Might as well be Alpha. He's taken basically no damage this entire time and is completely fine. Uh, All right. <laughs> well, it's quiet at first. And then... You guys start hearing what sounds like scratching coming from behind all three of the doors. Scratching? Yeah. Okay. Like loud clawing sounds. And right. Alpha roll a perception since you're sitting up. Do I have advanced perception at all? What would my perception be? It's not very perceptive all the time. Oh, I have plus seven perception. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> uh, that's a 23. 23. You hear what sounds like voices coming from behind the middle door. Can I decipher the voices at all? No. But you hear what sounds like voices. Like whispers in the dark. Okay. Is there anything to help barricade the door? No. But you do have rope that you can tie around the casket. What? It's not the caskets. It's the the three doors, the doors that are on that wall that you came through. Uh, right. Mm. Um, did you get up to go like and listen closer when you asked me about trying to decipher him? Yes. A, okay. I was trying to see if there's any 
any clues you can decipher from this. You you hear through the noise something that's kind of a It's saying alpha? Something like that. Hmm. Is this kind of there, there that God Glory Alpha? Oh. At least this tower knows its place. <laughs> Open. That's what a heretic would say. <laughs> he's not always the smartest, but he's not that gullible. Alright, so from then the, the next door down, you hear something that's it's almost like a cacophony of wolves but like it would be at the end of the hallway on that farthest door hmm curiouser and curiouser do you, you just like ignore them and stay away of course okay there's no point even trying to do any talking to me. <laughs> well, on that, and then on the first door, just as you're kind of listening around and looking, something catches your eye. There's through the cracks in that door what appears to be one of those pieces of kind of tattered cloth. That has worked its way through it. It obviously is kind of flapping in a breeze, but it looks almost like a hand that's beckoning you, kind of waving and saying, "Come to it." Oh, I lost you. What? Truly curious indeed. Do you go check it out, or you just kind of keep hanging out at that middle? Okay. This part about Alpha, the curiosity is not necessarily the. <laughs> wow, your connection's getting bad. Oh, uh, I said the the party has taught it to Alpha. The curiosity is not necessarily the health. <laughs> yes, I I understand. Yeah, you're really really starting to break up. No. Can you hear me now? Yeah, that's uh, about the same. Yeah. So anyway, after... So that that goes on kind of taunting Alpha for a couple hours. And eventually he goes back to sit down because he too will have to shut down at some point. And as he walks over, he'll kind of wake up one of the other companions. Who is that going to be? Mm, probably Dane, because the others are a little more hurt. 
At yeah. least I'm a little more hurt, so they could use a bit more rest. Right on. All right, so... Dane, you kind of... Uh, get up. Hey. Hope you had a good initial rest. Uh, just so you know, this tower is trying to corrupt you. So you may want to be careful of any temptations coming from the doorways. Enjoy your evening. Thanks. Thanks, Alpha. You're welcome. Alpha just goes to the corner and goes inert. But he makes sure that uh, his eyes are still able to see the three doors. But just in case, he can reactivate. Shortly after, all right. So shortly after Alpha shuts down, you hear the sound of—I guess you could call it—kind of a like a a dwarven female, whatever the sound of the that a dwarven female makes, and as like a mating call almost coming from (laughs) the sound of hammers on hitting anvils. Just, and whoa, uh, whoa, off the distance. <laughs> it's coming from down the the Loviatar like casket area. Like you can hear the sound. It's almost like it's echoing from under the lid. Catches your ear. Yeah, Dane has no interest at all in going anywhere near the Loviatar casket. <laughs> He doesn't care awesome. what's coming out of it. Awesome. So, so singles in your area. <laughs> yeah, not in this place. <laughs> and then the as you kind of eye that and take a step back, knowing better, you hear kind of a a grinding sound, a a crunching coming from the one on the far left. A crunching coming from the far left, huh? Yeah, almost like uh, the sound of teeth grinding and chomping something inside and the vibrations of it are enough that it causes the lid to even grind stone on stone. Okay. Um... All right, so he's he, he's gonna watch that. Um, does he actually see it moving? You stare at it long enough that you think you see movement, but you're not sure if it's real or just your mind messing with you. Okay, uh, he's going to just kind of keep an eye on it, but he's not going to actually do anything. Nice. And in the background, you hear all the various whispers and howls and stuff that Alpha had pointed out. There's just this quiet chorus of sound all around you, slowly, like, just grinding on your sanity. Great. That's restful. But otherwise, you make it through your time, and who do you wake up next? Uh, probably Casseroles. 
All right, you shake Casteros awake, and do you update him on the happenings? Yeah, I'll say so. Casteros, there's some kind of psychic assault still happening in here, so there's noises coming from the three doors behind us, and it sounds like something from the left casket is trying to scratch its way out. Um, yeah, it's 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 tons of fun. So uh, be on your guard and uh, uh, be safe. Okie dokie. The one thing I never am safe. <laughs> okay. All right. So. As you kind of listen to these sounds around you, they they start very low and then the volume rises as you are unable to take your attention away as it just kind of fills your mind the almost chorus at this point of various you know demonic noises if you will coming through all discordant though messing with you and then you hear what sounds like laughter. Hmm. It's... But it's like the laughter of perhaps a child. Very small, coming from the way you came in. It sounds almost like something... Some small person had made their way down the stairs and over to where that little piece of fabric is. You can almost hear them approach it like they're right there, just kind of giggling. And you hear a Casros. This is not working. I hate children. All children, any children. <laughs> you you say that. You say and you hear this response. I'm not a child, Casros. I'm just part of nature. You love nature. Mm, I don't know about that one, Chief. You hear a a laugh, and then there's the sound of cracking wood, like like an oak tree being ripped apart like literally by a storm you know just splitting it down the middle it cracks through the sound and it kind of shocks you almost like you know a clap of thunder following a lightning bolt I know a good thing unless this is all sound trickery none of it's real yeah you hear the already my scimitar my... yeah already my club Casros, come and see. I split the tree. <laughs> no, I don't need to see. I'm good. I'm just gonna stay here. I say there's not really any trees on this plane anyway. Hey, tree, you're lying to me, and I hate liars. <laughs> oh, better come punish me then. 
Hey, I mean, you can be into whatever you're into, but uh, I'm not going to aid you in that. <laughs> well, she, it, whatever, continues to harass you for the next while as you resist and just when you're at that point of where you almost can't take it anymore Ray wakes up and is like oh has it already been six hours jeez so you guys are and Alpha reactivates at this point okay doesn't Castro's need a little more rest though Yeah, probably technically, but and Dane, I'm just giving it to you guys. Ah, oh, okay. Yes, technically it's supposed to be six hours per player. That's why in an eight-hour night, you know, each person doing a two-hour watch, you get a total of six hours. Yep. I mean, we pretty much did that, didn't we? Yeah, you got like four. But whatever. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Well, we're back up to normal. Does everyone feel a little bit better now? Ray. Yeah, I had fun talking to another person last night. I just liked um, completely arguing with whatever she said. Helps really get some uh, anger out of me and pent up stress. It was nice. Ah, so you do like children to take your anger out on them. <laughs> that is the only thing they're good for. Drop kicking. <laughs> I mean, who cares about Yank. future generations? That's why so many animal babies die in nature. They're tasty snacks. That way only the strong survive. Mm -hmm. They're tasty snacks. They fit on your back. <laughs> children. Hey, anyway. right. call over your neighbor's dog so you can eat it. <sighs> anyway, so you guys are here. What are you going to do? The noises are still going on, by the way. They didn't go. They didn't go away. They're still all trying to taunt you and call to you. OK. Um. All right, well, well, we're ready supposed our to weapon? go into the casket middle place. casket. Yeah, we are in the we're in the room. We just need to go into the middle casket. We're assuming that that is Crangarth. All right. Well, do you open it up and pass through? Um. Well, I guess I would think we would ready our weapons just to be on the safe side, and then Dane will open up the casket. Alright, weapons are at the ready. You open the casket. Does anything happen? It's the same as before. There's that slight breeze, but nothing else. Okay. Um... I'm just I'm just thinking it would really suck if that casket closed behind us. Um 
feels a little bit. Was there anything? Nah, whatever. It'll be fine. Okay. Uh, I guess we just all step in and, and head on to the plane. Alright, you step through and you see the now familiar sight of nothingness. There is no wind, no source of light or heat, no natural sounds. It's just kind of that pervasive smell of brimstone, but it is cold and dark. Well, Okay. Uh, Kastros, you want to see if your moonstone can shed a little light on the subject? You can sure try. Alright, well you light up your moonstone and it doesn't do much. Like, you try to light it up to full brilliance and it's kind of like a candle. Just barely does anything. Barely throws any light at all. Hmm. Alright, Castros, that doesn't seem like it's working. Let's not waste your... Let's not waste that light, so why don't you just kind of put it away for right now. And you guys give me a perception check as right as soon as that light gets put away. 19. Huh. Um. Huh. Oh, nine. <laughs> Dane was staring straight to the stone too much. Well, with those two, you guys are able to kind of tap Dane and say, hey, um, look kind of over there. There's in the distance kind of a, a dim glow. Dane's like, oh, cool. Let's make our way towards it. Awesome. Well, as you make your way towards the glow, you find it only to be a smaller point of light. It never gets any brighter as you approach. And when you get close enough, you notice something rather interesting. It's a statue. It appears to be a kind of gaunt, eight-foot-tall-ish orc. Uh, the figure appears to be you know, dressed in leather skins and wrapped with a heavy cloak, though it's all carved completely out of stone, you know, the 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 brimstone of the surface. It's almost like it folded up out of the ground and made this lifelike figure. The eyes themselves are glowing with this kind of unholy light, and you can tell that's the source of what you could see from the distance, but they seem so dim up close that it's hard to believe that you would have been able to see them at all. Okay. Mm. Um, so this is an orc? Yes. Is there any writing or inscriptions on the statue? Nothing. It's just here. Okay. 
So do the eyes look different from the rest of the statue? Yes. Okay. Um... Do they look like you could pry them out of the statue? Not directly, not without like chipping away the stone that, you know, is the eye socket. Okay. Um Is there anything else that we can Is there any other uh do we hear or see anything else other than this? No, it is quiet. In fact, a few times as you were walking, there was the echo of your own footsteps coming back to you from the distance, but nothing beyond that. Hold on. Alpha, I'm going to do a quick religion check on this to see if Alpha recognizes what the statue might represent. If it's like a any relation to the chrome god or something. Did I get disconnected? No, we oh. oh, okay. I don't know if it does going to do anything, but roll 23. <laughs> yes, you... You pray to Gond, asking for guidance, and he responds with a feeling of a heavy emotion that you should tarnished this one for it is part of it is related to the chrome ah <laughs> that's what alpha was looking for justification of destruction all right so alpha starts punching the skull apart <laughs> Just start wailing on it. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I mean, it's got the glowing things there. Uh, he sees Dane was really interested, and now Alpha knows that this is something related to the blasphemers, so it must be destroyed. So might as well inspect what's making these glowy eye things in the, at the same time. Awesome. Well, you start wailing on it, and takes a while you know it's like i don't know watching peter capaldi punch a brick wall and it looks unpleasant but you eventually do damage to it must dig out the eyes and deface this blaspheming creature but you you do find that it takes a lot of blows. Like even to take small chips off, you're really having to wail on it. Mm. Like perhaps there is like you, you guys are watching this, and it's it's really like Alpha's swinging hard and barely doing anything, and you think there might be another way to help him, or at least. Do a better job. Wait, I still have a baby bomb. Oh, God. 
Do you want to waste a baby bomb on a statue? If it destroys heathenistic icons, it is never a waste. Um, you have you know, a better I'll, idea? Before you do that, Dane has masonry tools. Um, he's going to try and chip chip around the eyes just to kind of see what's going on with that thing. Ah, and while you are at it, let's also deface it, make it humorous. Okay, uh, I'll knock its nose off. Ah, yes. And we shall add hmm, a funny facial feature. Like a mustache? Yes. And human mouth. <laughs> that shows you're breaking up again really bad uh, and then maybe I, can, maybe I can knock its tusks off to make it look human yes that that, that would be perfect I actually I, I think that the loss of the connection there was perfect just to kind of almost show Alpha's degrading sanity when it comes to defacing things like this yeah. <laughs> it starts like somewhat normal and just decays rapidly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so 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 dan will take out his masonry tools and first he'll start to kind of see if he can maybe pop the eyes out yeah just for fun yeah give me a d20 plus dex so i guess that's a dex tool um well they don't have good decks. But I mean, I do have proficiency in Mason with Mason's tools and stuff. So yeah, well, we'll add, your, add your proficiency on as well. Okay, perfect. Well, that makes it really nice because then it's a uh, 22. Oh, yeah. You just, you're like, let me show you here. here. How about this? You're like, here, Alpha, God will be proud at how well I performed this task. As you, like, perfectly chisel out the eyes and you make them look all nice. You realize in the process that one of them is actually, like, kind of fake and hollow as you go to basically pop it out and it just shatters under your tool. But the other one comes out as a, a almost perfect sphere. It looks almost like shined obsidian. Oh, sweet. Brady. Dane, uh thinks that this might possibly be the Eye of Shargath and puts it in his backpack and uh, continues to deface the statue to make uh, Alpha happy. So he'll knock off the nose, knock, uh, break the tusks so that it looks kind of human, and then for fun, he's going to carve a big, huge handlebar mustache right on the upper lip there. <laughs> okay. Excellent. is pleasing. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Alright, so we got the eye. Um, I've, defig I've defaced it. Uh, is there anything else you want to do on a more permanent note to this thing? Oh. Let us carve into the front of it. Gond was here. <laughs> Perfect. Vandalism. Okay, yep. Or, you know, Gond rules. Yeah, Gond rules. Yes, yes, yes. 
<laughs> Pond rules, chrome drools. Perfect. Oh, Dane's just snickering the whole time. He's like, this is really immature, but whatever. It makes Alpha happy. So he actually, uh, in common and uh, and Orcish, uh, both, he'll do, he, he carves in uh, gone drools, chrome drools. <laughs> Got him! <laughs> Shall never recover from such an insult. <laughs> All right. Well, now that that important work has been done, um, shall we attempt to find our way back? I would say yes. All right. Well, did any? Well, I guess from your where you're at, you should be able to see. You know the light, the light glow of the door you walked through to get here. Oh, good. I was a little bit worried about that. Okay, we will make our way back. Oh, it would just really suck if this isn't actually the Eye of Shargast. Yeah, yeah, it would, but I'm feeling fairly confident that it is. You do feel that it is heavy, and your, your senses tingle. Your dwarven senses tingling. <laughs> Only I had a spidey sense too. Oh, that's for the dro. Right? Alpha should have a Gandhi sense. Hmm. He senses progress is being made. Okay. All right. Anyway, um, sounds okay. Hopefully, anyway, let's uh, let's just kind of head back up into that other plane, uh, and then uh, once we get back up in that other plane, Dane will take out the uh, the orb and inspect it a little bit more closely. Sure. You you get up into that first chamber with the the caskets and the doors, and the the light is immediately brighter. It almost hurts your eyes because it's like day and night from where you were to where you are, even though it's all just some artificial torch lighting and it's, and such here. But you're able to look at it, and you start rolling it around and kind of examining it and you see at one point you hold it in your hand and it's like a you realize there's like a pupil looking back at you okay is it still glowing it is it just has this kind of permanent low like glow that just kind of makes you feel uneasy all right. 
Um, well, Dane's gonna say, well, guys, I believe this is the eye. I just can't fathom that it could be anything else. So, I think our uh, I think our mission is accomplished. So I think we need to get out of here and go back to the marketplace and uh, get ready for our next mission. I mean, that seems fair enough. Sally right. forth. Sally forth. Onward. Um. All right. Uh, I guess we're gonna go back through the. Through the thing, take more damage. Well, you. So. There's still all those sounds and stuff going on, so you go up and. You see that that kind of hand thing sticking through. You just ignore it and open the door. Hand thing is sticking through the door that we were going through. Yes, through like a crack in it. Uh, maybe let's try. Like the center door, maybe. The center one is the one that has been whispering at Alpha. Well, which way did we come down through? The first one. Yeah, kind of the left-hand door. Yeah, so let's just go back the way we came. Except there's a hand sticking out of that door. Well, it's like a flapping fabric that's kind of taken the shape of a hand. Yeah, why should that deter us? Deter us. Deter us. Deter us. Deter us. <laughs> Look, it's like I'm tired. All right. Totally. Well, if you guys aren't uh, aren't concerned, then Alpha, by all means, go ahead and guys ready your weapons, and Alpha, you go open the door. Does the door swing inward or outward? Inward. Oh, sorry. I guess it would. Uh, sorry, from where you're at, it would. I guess. Let's say it swings towards you, like you pull uh, it open. Because I think it just give it a kick open. But maybe not the most effective. No, probably not. Uh, okay, so yeah, I guess we open the door. All right, you grab the door and you pull it open and you find that it's just a bunch of those like raggy fabrics that had been poked through and they hang loose on the back side of the door. Ooh, scary. Ooh, spooky. Okay. All right, so <laughs> what does Alpha say when he opens the door and sees it's just a bunch of bunch of clothing? Alpha just turns, shrugs, and starts walking down the hallway. Okay, and we shall follow him. It's like when you look around your room and try to go bed at night and see like a pile of clothes and it looks like something's watching you sleep, but it's just clothes. Mm-hmm. So who's the last one in the line? Uh-oh. Going through. The well, Alpha's first, and then Dane, and then... I don't know. I don't... 
I don't want to say I'm last. I don't want to say I'm last either. Why don't you guys, uh, you know, roll a six-sided die and whoever's lowest is last. Well, uh, Castros is last in line. <laughs> all right. Well, Castros, you all of a sudden from behind feel uh, almost like like a towel snap hit you. Where did where did it get him? Did it get him right in the buttocks? Yep, right in the buttocks, and it does 21 psychic damage. Jesus. A towel snap to the buttocks does 21 damage? Yes. Yep. I'm telling that to whatever demons live It's demoralizing. (laughs) It's demoral, oh my god. Yep. The specific attack is called Maddening Touch, so yeah. Okay. Alright. And, Kasros, when you you get that, you feel the snap, and you're like, what the hell? And you turn and look, and the thing that was hanging in the door is gone, and it's just a bare door again. Of course it is. This place sucks. But move fast. (laughs) Yeah, Castro's picks up speed and he's like, all right, that's it. I'm out of here. <laughs> Walking fast. Snap! Walking faster. <laughs> all right. Okay. So. So, yeah. So we pick up the pace a little bit and leave this mansion of doom. I'll just consider when you say that that you're meaning you like basically dash action out of there. <laughs> we're not we're not not scooby-doo and shaggy but i mean we do just kind of we're just kind of we're kind of done with this plane zoink stain huh (laughs) zoink stain (laughs) (laughs) what normal speed dane mine i think it's like 20 or 25 feet (laughs) yes so dash actions (laughs) Alpha just goes, Oh, we're finally picking up the pace to walk normally. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dane's, Dane's not wasting a dash on it. I just figure you're hightailing it out of the hallway. We're moving with purpose. That. Yes. Okay. At twice your speed, you almost reach 70% of Alpha's normal speed. Yes, well, you know, I've got <laughs> short legs. What are you going to do? No, they got to move extra fast. That's right. All right. Well, you guys, you you make it out otherwise unscathed, and Sighorn is there waiting for you. Well, Sighorn. Ah, I assume you were successful. Uh, well, we think so. Um, not. For sure. I mean, how how good are you at, at recognizing ancient relics? Yeah. Well, I'm pretty old myself. What do you have there? All right. So Dane pulls out the eye of obsidian and shows it to him. He kind of actually winces and like squints it and pulls back. He's like, "Oh, 
Whatever you've got there is not good. De that's very likely what you're looking for. Please, um, put it away. Okay. Dane just slides it right back in his pack and says, All right, we are ready to leave this nasty place. Uh, Righto. Uh, let's get the hell out of here. You are so right, Sigmar. All right, let's move. Go. Awesome. Well, you guys load on his back. Uh, Alpha, of course, begrudgingly. Like, Arr. And he <laughs> takes off. He starts to climb and fly and then like, dive through a cav uh, cavern and you guys like, lose the ability to see for a minute but then you recognize things are brighter and warmer and you're back and the the previous that previous level and he continues to climb and and fly and goes all the way up bypassing the need for the elevator that brought you down previously and he keeps going further and further eventually raising all the way up to where you see just a touch of what appears to be water down below and then following it wood and further on and it takes a little bit before you realize that you're actually flying over the Yggdrasil all of a sudden and as he starts to climb from root to trunk he turns and asks so uh where could I drop you off um Let's see. Uh, we we're kind of wanting to go to. Um, what was the. Whatever the city is that has gateway to everything. Ah, Sigil? Yes. Not a problem. He turns and spins and has a delightful, like, little half barrel roll. And then shoots off down a branch. And, you know, many people think that you can only get to Sigil through the middle of the trunk. But really, you could take a twig. And he spins and shoots off from a branch and passes through one world and then back. And before you know it, he's landing on what appears to be a roughly built basically pad almost like a dock and says what this is as far as i can go lads they don't let me in through the doors in this form and as you know i can't change i'm on my way to valhalla odin owes me one Fair enough. Goodbye, Sighorn. May our paths intertwine in the future. With luck. May we be blessed. And he leaps up in the air and flies off. Cheerio! <laughs> Cheerio, Sighorn! <laughs> Dane turns to Alpha and says, See? Look, he saved us a whole lot of walking. 
Yes, but a machine would probably be more efficient and less chatty. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now Alpha has the idea to create flying machines. Well, there you go. For want of never having to ride a dragon again. <laughs> I expect him to take a sander to his uh, backside. Possibly. He's not a he's not averse to touching dragons, especially if it involves pummeling them to death. <laughs> See? So There's always ways to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, but in, anyway, but in, but in his chrome-laced heart or bronze-padded heart, a little spark did shine, realizing that perhaps not all dragons are useless. Deserve that. <laughs> ah, very nice. Maybe they can be enslaved instead. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be. Oh my God. Progress. What an uphill climb. It's not, not, not much. Maybe we'll get there someday. Alright, Dane turns to Castros and Ray and says, You know what? I think we deserve a beer. Come on, I'm buying. Thank God, let's go. They're serving mocktails. <laughs> I thought you'd never ask. Alright, we make our way to the nearest bar. Awesome. Well, you guys go through, you make your way to the tavern, you're getting to know Sigil rather well, so you can find your way without too many issues, and things go well. You have a nice, relaxing time, you tell some bar stories about the craziness of the last few days that you've had to deal with and you get yourself some much earned rest perfect alright credits roll and we pick up here next time excellent well that was awesome I'm I'm very happy we now have two of the things that we need in, in this uh, quest here yep So next, it is Or from Sherrock. Yep. All right, cool Sh beans. Should be fun because uh, Alpha was just talking about his airships, and well, Sherrock uses airships. Oh, that'll be fun. Is it kind of a steampunk plane? A little bit, yeah. Nice. This has been an Azentuary LLC production. Find us online at azentuary.com for character bios, merchandise, Patreon, and more. Thank you for listening. Oh, we just ran out of eggs. <laughs>